best pod. Hey, praise Sammy K at DC Improv. It's a podcast, not a cast pod. Hey, praise Sammy K at DC Improv. Sammy! What? Oh my god, you got my blood boiling already. Why? Because! Because I'm right. We stand divided, we fall, my friends. What? It's the best advice I can give. My, my aunt gave me that advice, and I thought, you know what? That's very profound. It's I like, still profound Well, right I'm going to sit here and say I'm not the person that took the two bottom pieces out of the Jenga board, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. It's not my fault if it falls anymore. Welcome to the Hey Frage Podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah Frazier, Sammy Kay, on this gorgeous Thursday, a couple days after the election. I was saying to Sammy, before we get into what we're going to talk about on this show, have you been fascinated? I have been addicted to my Facebook feed, addicted to reading, you know, how people feel and their reactions and articles. Are you? Are you like an emotional succubus or something? What's like an emotional succubus? Like you just like sleep with people's emotions. I feel and they're not, they're not like I don't know. Like you like I don't. No, I care about people. I people love. are so sad on Facebook. It was like depressing. I haven't checked Facebook in a couple of days. But it's that's so depressing. What I'm saying is, I I in, I enjoy in this sense. Enjoy might be the wrong word, but I. I guess I'm fascinated and curious by observing currently and it, the outpouring of different reactions and different and not everybody. Not, I, I try and have a diverse group of Facebook friends, right? So conservatives, um, liberals, you know, anybody, anything goes, you mm-hmm. know, in my life. So I like to keep it diverse, and it's just been fascinating to it's read. Fascinating, them all. it's mm-hmm. scary. Everyone that I know that voted for Trump is right, and pack your bags or something about U-Hauls being rented out. No or one's leaving. We can't. We can't wait for you all to leave. And I'm like, see, this is the issue. This is a okay. This is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what scares me so much. What? Because I think the difference is, is had it gone another way, you wouldn't be like. It's not that people are upset their candidate lost. They're upset because the repercussions of this candidate mm-hmm. are immense, I- internationally. Domestically, as far like, and I get like you know, and like I said, I don't feel like a lot of people. They're not. Here's the thing: the man hasn't even released any of his policies. Yes, he did. He just did this. He just did last night, Sarah. It's a wait and see game. He is not going to close down Planned Parenthood like they say immediately. I don't even think he's going to bother to do that. He has so many other things that they're going to do. Before and and some of them will be bad. They will have repercussions. I totally, totally agree. We are. Okay. You you think it's I'm telling you, like I said, I had a friend that posted this, and I think fine. a sentiment from a lot of people are, it must be nice to know this presidential candidate will not affect you for the next four years, because that it affects a lot of other people. It's a wrong statement to make. So. It affects all of us. We're in this together. Not about white privilege. Not about that. It's about, we've got to figure out a way to come together and just create a place that doesn't have fear, which right now people are super, super fearful. I totally get Uh it and understand, but it's going to be fine. And as long as we work together, we are in a scary place, but it can go one of two ways. And if we keep feeding fear and we fight fear with fear, let me tell you folks, as I say all the time on this show, history repeats itself. We'll have another civil war. You can't you have that. make that quote up? I've never heard that quote before. History repeats itself. You know that one. Was that one? Did it's you make not going to happen, though. It's not going to happen. Because, you, like I said, united we stand, divided we fall. We've got to find ways to engage with people that we don't necessarily like or agree with their beliefs. I'm going to say one at. last thing. I'm going to leave it on this, okay? okay. I, was talking to, I was talking to people yesterday, and I was saying my mother is genuinely afraid now with her hijab, right? Right? Sure. Her wearing her scarf, okay? Sure. Right? And you know what the you know what the opinion that they told her was? You know what they told her? What? When she calls, she goes, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to go, 
stop wearing that shit anyways. Oh, Wait, I swore. Who, who I swore. I swore. But hold on. Let me... Uh... This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. We were talking about it with people and like talking with some friends and family and literally their notion was stop wearing that shit anyways. Who is this? And friends this was, of hers? Not friends. These are like she was asking some, some of her more conservative friends. I guess it was like okay. friends of hers, like conservative friends of hers that voted for Trump. And she goes, well, what am I supposed to do? Like. I'm actually genuinely afraid now that people, because I know you guys aren't going to do this. You guys are nice people, you know? Like, you guys are my friends. You guys have worked with me for years. You clearly don't feel that way. But, like, what am I supposed to do? I feel scared. And they told her, take that shit off anyways. We should get Mama like, Z on the phone. If you're saying that, that is a true thing that's happening. They're telling us to change what you are because, you know what? We're not going to do this here. Of course. Look, I, I want to talk about that because Sammy and I, were, we've been having this whole discussion for the past 20 minutes more on um, emails that we receive and our Facebook feeds of stories. So there's three articles um, and three, one, a couple of them are videos, but um, different sides that sort of grasp people's feelings and just some bigger thoughts for you to think about. So I want to get to those. Also, Tinderella's deep thoughts from the Tinderella. So if you need some comedic relief, which is what we're also hearing from you guys, because everybody is very fearful, uh, sad, unsure of the next, you know, four years. No problem. Um, we have lots of humor for you today. And then I want to put it back into perspective for you. Okay. Uh-huh. As you guys know, my mom lives up in Maine, right? In rural Maine. Yes. And um, my brother was just in town visiting. He was here for our election night. And he goes, did you hear about the fugitive that was living on mom's property for three weeks in a truck with a generator? And I said, what? No, I didn't hear about this. My mom genuinely had a man living on her, in between her property and the neighbor's property, who was apparently breaking into camp, slashing people's tires, and then spending the night on my mom's property in a truck with a generator. And my mom had no idea. I'm like, Mom, what? Well, We're going to get on. her on the phone. I okay, can't yeah. even believe her life. This I, will put everything into perspective. I have so many questions for so her. So do I. So do I. And she's not even nervous about this. In fact, she's more still concerned about the clowns in South Carolina than she is about this fugitive who is living and, like, undercover cops have to come in. It's a crazy story. No, I actually agree with your mom. I understand why she's not worried about that. Oh, really? You do? I'll explain. Okay. So all that's coming up on the show. Um, As you know, you can always follow us on social media. Sammy's on social media at the Sammy K, S-A-M-Y-K, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. I am on Twitter and Instagram under HeyFrage. H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E and Hey Frage Show on Snapchat. Um, the couple of articles that I was talking to you about, just to kind of build on this, that are really interesting. Um, there's one by a rabbi who wrote for the New York Times today, and it's called What Happened on Election Day. I thought he makes some very interesting points about this election being more about a class issue than it being about a race issue. Might be something that you want to look into. Uh, He says, in recent years, evangelicals have become so concerned about protecting their own religious liberty against federal mandates or court decisions that they've given less attention to imposing a moral agenda on the rest of the nation. Although the Republican Party platform continues to promise a constitutional amendment protecting human life from the moment of conception, the pro-life movement has not made any serious attempts to pass that amendment since the 1980s, nor has there been much talk in the last decade of a national ban on same-sex marriage. Mr. Trump is well positioned to promote a further shift away from national moral uh, regulation. 
For much of his adult life, he held culturally libertarian views on abortion and gay rights. And uh, he also had little interest in the religious rights agenda. Early in his campaign, he expressed discomfort with conservative evangelicals' opposition to the rights of trans- transgender people to use the public restroom of their choice. Articles, very, very interesting, talks about how we can move forward. So that might be one you want to add to your list. Another one uh, that several of my friends shared and got a lot of debate was on woke white people advertising their shock that racism just won a presidency. Um, this one goes on to talk about how white women specifically should not be surprised. Um, so you can agree or disagree with that. But I don't you agree think with you, it. Of course you didn't agree with it. Well, I think here's the thing. You know, you're going to say, oh, it's because you're white. And you're welcome to say that. But um, my thing is this. I told you before we started the podcast, I think we're in a very, very scary, scary place where if we keep accusing white people of this, black people of that, Muslims of this, we're going to really have a major issue in this country that's going to have huge ramifications. Not so much. I mean, it will on us, but it will be on our kids. And I think we've seen it in the past. I don't think our generation, millennials, believe it because we've had it really cushy, no matter what race you are. Uh, which, of course, people will disagree with that statement. But <laughs> what? That's going to be that's going to be the comment that people are going to tweet at you about today. I'm going to make uh, bets tweet, on that one. Tweet. It's fine. <laughs> you can disagree with me all you want. We have to get back to a place where I tell you all the time, right? Yeah. And I used our work. Over the years, we've worked in radio. Radio, the people we've worked with are some of the most racist, um, bigot people you've ever mm-hmm. seen in your life. But I said to you, I think we have to find a way to engage with that white woman. I can think of two white women I specifically know in my life who are very racist. And let me tell you, you have to find a way to engage with these women if we want things to get better. And nowhere is it ever written that civil rights. Yes, they are open and they are a right for all of us to have. But it never said they're going to be easy. And it never said that there aren't going to be times when they go backwards. And I think that's what you're experiencing. Yeah, of course. I've used Planned Parenthood. I'm certainly nervous about that. I have many black friends. I'm nervous about the way they're being treated. But let me tell you, it's not like things were ever going to just be good and then stay that way. It's highs and lows. We have to come together. But don't you understand, like, where, like, people can just get infuriated by hearing you say that? Because they're saying there's highs and lows. But I think the lows for some are much lower than the lows for others, you know? And the highs for those people aren't ever going to get as high as the highs for the others. And I think that that's the issue right now, is that people are looking, they go, wow, I don't think we've been this low in a long time. Long yeah, time. I agree with that. I'm not. Da- I'm not doubting that. So, but I mean, are we going to go lower, or are we going to try and get things better? I mean, the other thing is, I I think it's one thing to say it. I think it's another thing to actually, uh, you know, to understand where it's coming from. I think that if you're saying, I think what they're trying to say with this is, when they're trying to say white woke people, right? Like, like they're saying they're in shock right now they go i can't believe that racism took over this country right they're in shock right now but what but they're trying to say though in this article is that guys this shit's been around it hasn't changed that much you guys just live in your bubbles and you think it's changed and so you guys think that that's not really an issue but to them it is a huge issue you know it is a huge issue i am not doubting it so. i see it all the time people tweet at me and go you should follow sean king you know you need to be aware i already follow sean king i'm i'm aware of what's happening i'm not denying that but i do think if we keep dividing each other what the consequences are going to be much more massive than we have and that's my whole thing and you know i disagree with you because i think you have a very elitist take on everything See, why do you always got to call me an elitist 
Because you are. I'm not an elitist all the time. People don't believe what you believe. No, and basically that's not, we shouldn't engage no, with no, them. No, no, no. I'm elitist in which I believe that there are certain thoughts and mentalities that should be accepted by all people, okay? The acceptance of everyone and letting them marry who they want to. The acceptance of you know, of different ethnicities, of different religions. That's when I that's when you call me an elitist because I am very stringent against that, in which I will not sit there and cater to someone who says, Well, yeah. I'm down with people being here if they're white, Christian, American. I'm not going to appeal to them. Like you say, we need to have empathy for these people. I look at them and I go, and you call me an elitist, but in all realities, I'm just saying, hey, I am not willing to sit there and to to even like change my thoughts on how I believe that people should be treated in this country, how I feel they should be treated equally in this country. I'm not going to sit there and waver from that just so that I could sit there and have empathy with you for a little bit. But you want to call me, people call me an elitist. I'll take that. In all reality, it's just I I choose to be on the right side of history where I think a lot of people don't mind wavering in between, knowing that, you know, as long as I'm there before I die, like I'm going to sit there and I go, well, unfortunately, this is going to affect the women in my life. And I cannot sit there with a conscience and vote for it or have empathy or try to work with somebody who is so vehemently opposed to getting rid of that, which I know will affect so many women in my life. That's where I stand. And people think it's an elitist, like, big city mentality, and I get that because I always talk about how I never but leave the city. But you refuse to engage with anybody that even has a different point of view than you. But That's what that you I, just said. I don't and in, that, I feel like, is why no, we're right here because where we are. I look at that and I go... If you're sitting there and you still think that for if you still think that black people should be picking cotton and people should be able to own black people, there's no conversation I can have with you. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't make me an elitist. That doesn't that just is you are so but, far gone that there is nothing that I can say to change your mind. There's I think nothing that's that an extreme. That's no, but hold on, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these extremes. The people that walk up to me and call me a fucking Muslim and they tell me to get out of this country, I look at them and I go. There's no way, even if I talk to you, even if you come and you hang out and you realize that I live a more American life than you ever have, you will still, in your heart, but feel you that I'm a Muslim. Try. You don't even try. You don't even try. And that's Sarah, the thing. Sarah, you do know. I do you try. You just assume everybody Stop is. Stop saying I don't try. When we actually got in all these huge arguments, with? I engaged. Hundreds of people over the last six years of my career, hundreds of people online. Uh, and that's major- not true. At Hot 985, they wouldn't even let you say you're a Muslim. So don't. No, no, no. But I would Facebook message people, okay? I would do this, right? And I would talk to people about this. And guess what? Great. And they I bet unfortunately, you changed a lot of no, opinions. Unfortunately, they don't care. That's not true. They did not care. Majority of them actually got really upset. They got really annoyed that I would sit there and be like, wait. Why could you like, – I would see someone write like, you know what? I agree. Muslims are the problem in this country. And I'd be like, hold on. You clearly like, – I'm a Muslim. You clearly have been entertained by me for years. You follow me on Facebook. I don't follow you. You know what I mean? Like how could you write something like this? And I think you like are this? dismissing the many, many people that you were eye-opening to. Well, maybe I was. But here's the thing. Those people don't talk enough, so I have no clue they exist. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, of course. There's always going to be hatred. The people so, that are – I hear the hatred a lot more than I hear anyone else being like, well, well you know what? You're going to get a lot of that. And again, I mean, I feel like that's the thing is like, hello, it's never going to go away. It's never – it's not like – no matter what we do, it's not like men everywhere are going to love women and think that women should be president. Of course not. Please. I mean, I, I – experience that all the time with men in my own family so again what am i gonna do stop stop fighting for it like hillary clinton suggested no well i I didn't say fighting for it i just say that i just will not you know and i'm not gonna like shun those people so so some of my uncles don't believe that a woman should be president that's fine they're they're entitled to that and they're not gonna live forever and someday there is gonna be a female president and it's like that's the thing that i guess yeah of course there's always gonna be people that call you a muslim motherfucker because they're just too stupid to know okay fine 
fine. But I'm but saying so that, what? But I think the difference is I do the so what and I walk away from that all the time. But you're saying that I need to empathize with them. And I'm telling you, yeah, well, I, I will, will not li- be called an elitist because I won't empathize with somebody who is so blatantly racist. Now, if it's someone that comes to me like, I empathize and I told my father, I talked to my father about the test. I empathize with him because he is 100% looking at this from a business perspective. Okay. He is all about his cash money. All right. Trying to grow his business and trying to save as much on taxes. And exactly. Understood. I can empathize with that because he openly means like, a lot of the shit he says is pretty fucking crazy. Like, I don't think See, he's actually going to do that. But that's, that's empathy. You're just pre- you talk about white privilege and you call me out for that. No, but that's empathy. But that's empathy. I'm saying that's, that's I can be empathetic. If you, I can be empathetic if you sit there and you talk about it. But when you sit there and all you say is you spew racial hatred, I can't empathize with you. I'm just trying to tell I you. I can't sh- empathize with someone. Well, I can empathize with everybody, actually. But, I mean, that's just really shitty for you to say, well, it's my dad's business decision. So as a Muslim man, it's fine. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I said, what? I understand. Understood where he came from. I don't agree with okay, it. I think it's empathy. totally fucking wrong, but I understood. So I'm saying I can empathize. I think the argument here is you're calling me an elitist, right? You are. Am, you and a lot of saying, your friends that I you come saying, in here and tell me about. And I am saying you think we're an, you think I'm an elitist. I re, I am trying to get you to understand that I can empathize, Sarah. I'm not a, so elitist. I'm not going to empathize. I can empathize well, if you good. come to me with valid arguments and understanding. When you come to me and all you say is. Women should not ever vote, man. I can't wait for women to get back in the kitchen. Or, you Muslim motherfucker, which are all things that I have heard in the past month, right? Out in public, okay? Things like that, I'm sorry, but I cannot empathize with those people. Now, my friends that voted, I have, we have tons of mutual friends that voted Republican that we could actually sit down and have conversations with, and they would, and I empathize with that, and I understand what they were going with that, okay? Well, when you sit there and you're talking about okay, then a majority of people that sit there, with my argument. no, I didn't. I'm saying that yeah, because I can't, there's always going to be. You're extremes. asking me to empathize with the people that are sitting there and voted based on racial issues. I cannot empathize with those people. We need a Republican friend on this podcast. Uh, the last article I was going to talk about, which is amazing, which I think does evoke great empathy, is one from my state of Maine. Um, if you watch Real Sports on HBO uh, with Brian Gumble, they just did a really interesting piece about Lewiston, Maine, and a soccer team there and the Somali uh, refugees who have come to Maine. Do you have a little... It's a typical night on the Lewiston, Maine high school soccer field. As the varsity team dominates yet another game en route to its 22nd straight win. They are the best soccer team in the state. But it's not just that. When they're out on that field, they're the most exuberant team, too. I've ever done something that I like. You keep doing it over and over, and it makes you happy. If you don't do it, you like you can't sleep or anything. Just brings you joy. Yes. Oh my God, How it's so good. Anyway, they go on to talk about this. Um, they do a great background of what it's been like for so many Somali refugees to come to the United States. How difficult it has been, and in in Maine, especially in Lewiston, which is a notoriously poor town, mm-hmm. all of their manufacturing has gone away, and the fear that's been there, which I feel like is across the country. Um, of Somalis coming to here and taking away their jobs or then being in economic stress. And it's been fascinating to watch how this one sport has brought this town together to create some empathy so people of Maine can realize, like, look, these refugees are just the same. We're all in this together. We're trying to do the same thing. So it's amazing. Real sports, it was just this past week. I think you'll like it if you, if you take a listen. They had some great stories on. I didn't realize Brian Gumbel was still, like, around. 
I didn't even know he lived. I was like, honestly, I didn't even know he existed anymore. Siladad and Brian, Siladad O'Brien and Brian Gumbel, who knew? Jesus. I didn't even know. I know. Those two are still in entertainment, apparently so. Uh, speaking of entertainment, you know I was a huge Joan Rivers fan. Oh, God. She was so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Why didn't you like for, Joan? For a while, I know. For a while, I worked like with you and uh, like Mel, and you guys were so obsessed with her that I had to be like nice and PC about it. But why? Ugh. Why didn't you like her? She just wasn't. I didn't think she was. I never, ever, ever laughed at a single thing she said. Really? Not one thing she said. Well, there's a new tell-all book out about Joan Rivers, and it's titled "Last Girl Before Freeway: The Love, uh, The Life, Loves, Losses, and Liberation of Joan Rivers." And it basically goes on to say that she had—I didn't realize this—but she cheated on her husband, according to this book, the entire time they were married with Johnny Carson and JF and John F. Kennedy. What? Joan Rivers slept with John F. Kennedy? There's no way. <laughs> You don't There's that. no. You tell me that John F. Kennedy, right? He gets the choice between Jackie Onassis, right? His little Jackie Marilyn Kennedy, okay, Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, but he's gonna pick fucking Joan Rivers. Like, give me a break. No way. That's what the book says. Also, Joan Rivers wasn't even that good looking back then. That's why, like, she's funny. <laughs> She's definitely funny. Also says that it touched on Rivers' pension for stealing soap from hotels and bitterly hating on her competitors like Kathy Griffin. I thought they were good friends. I can't wait to read this book. Dude, there's no way that... Look at this. Are you kidding me? Look at this picture. Look at this picture. You tell me that. You tell me that good old John Candy sat there and was like, I'm going to slay <laughs> that one. Cute. Look at that blouse and feathered hair. You're out of your mind. No way. I thought she was cute. Anyway, I can't wait to read the book. I was this, a huge fan. That's cute, Sarah. That's No, that's not... You had Marilyn Monroe. Well, mm-hmm. maybe... Who knows? Maybe they ended up getting I don't know. He probably was attracted to her personality. How do I know? Really? He's like, you know what? Just come tell me a joke and then sit on my lap. <laughs> Is that what he said? Is that Was that John F. Kennedy's famous quote? I don't know. I got to read the book. All they say is that they're going to reveal salacious affairs that she had on mm. her husband. I can't wait to read that one. Uh, there is some bad news for us. Amarosa is, you know, Amarosa, who has been on this podcast, who did a live show with us and then threatened to sue us after we called her out for um, owing us $625, which she still does. Um, but she now has come out and said that Donald Trump is keeping a list of his enemies and that, yeah, she also has a list. Yeah, dude, we're this definitely so on scary. that list. We are this definitely on so that scary. list. I'm so excited, by the way. Okay, let me just say, I am beginning to feel what it was like during World War II. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay, I'm just saying that whatever list they think they have, yeah. what is it going to fucking do? Really, what is it going to do, Sarah? Oh, I'll never be able to appear on The Celebrity Apprentice? <clears throat> Who cares? Like, oh, what? I won't be invited to the. I don't know. Their... Do you think? I don't know how. I don't know Does what this mean I get really banned like? from all KKK rallies because I wasn't planning on going to them anyways? Like, what is what is me being on their list going to really do to me? I don't know. She says, quote, it's so great that our enemies are making themselves clear so that when we get in the White House, we know where we stand. That's what Omarosa told the Independent Journal Review this week at Trump's election night party. People are disgusting, I'm telling you. <laughs> and you. And you want me to have empathy, Sarah. And I'm an elitist because I won't sit there. And when someone sits there and talks about just getting the most powerful and prominent position you know, in the world, in my opinion, right? And they're like, yeah, we're keeping a list of our enemies. We're going to come get you. That's... Okay, and I am being an elitist for not wanting to empathize with these people, and I'm the elitist. Look, I said not everybody. Said there's always going to be people that are hateful and there just are. not good people. There, that's true. But don't you remember but when it used to be I'm like general Americans? I feel like your dad, my family, right? You, if you engage with them in an empathetic way, 
they are open-minded and can see things. They, they might not agree. They're not going to still agree with us. They're not going to still agree with our podcast. That's fine. But you can at least engage them in a way where, look, they feel like their jobs are being taken away. They can't pay their rent. They have no health insurance. Yeah, we have some big issues. You have to engage with those people. Omarosa is complete. There's another elitist. That woman has had an incredible... I mean, she came from very humble beginnings, which she taught. She told us about when she hosted our show. So it's you fine. You remember that? I was so drunk at that point. Yeah. I was like, shit's going which, to hell. again, that's why I had great empathy for her. She also dated Michael Clark Duncan. Then the guy dies of a massive heart attack. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I had empathy for that woman. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's scary she's keeping a list, and we're probably on it. But again, I say sue us. We don't have anything. We've got an LLC with five dollars and put us count. on the list. I want yeah. to be on this list. Yeah. I want a copy of the list too, so I can put it on my fridge. <laughs> um, hey, how much bacon do you think you eat? How much bacon as a Muslim bacon. do you think oh. I eat? Do you want any bacon? You eat bacon, though. I do eat pork. I'm not All right. Lie. Well, um, it's killing your semen. Uh, well, that's not good. Well, I don't eat. Th- I will tell you this: like being raised not eating pork, mm-hmm. I didn't have pork until I was like 21. Like I ate, I actually had a piece of pepperoni pizza when I was four, and I never touched bacon. I never touched pork again. Okay. Until I was twenty-one, and then I had like a half smoke because I was like doing this TV thing. I just had to eat it there, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then after that, I was like, "Dude, this shit's pretty good." And but like, I won't eat like a pork chop. I won't eat like you know. I'm not like a big fan of ribs or anything like that. But like bacon, I'll have bacon every once in a while. Like maybe like once a month, once every you know two times a month, maybe I'll have bacon. Well, sad news if you're trying to have a baby. Uh, New research by Medical Journal for Fertility says that men who gave up eating bacon and sausage altogether, and then they tested their sperm count six months later, they found that they were 28 percent more fertile. Well, is that because of the nitrates? Yes. They also claim that um, men who, who uh, for men who ate a large amount of poultry, the fertilization rate was 13% higher than those who didn't. So you actually fare a little bit better if you're eating poultry versus a vegetarian. But the bad news was men need to avoid all processed proteins, such as sausage, bacon, and canned meats. Canned meats. So anything that's cured is what they're saying. Anything that is yeah. cured. So anything with a nitrate or a nitrite that's cured. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anyway, there you go. Well, that's, that's like your natural it, birth control for you, Sammy. Th- that's what makes it taste delicious, though. Like, you ever had uncured bacon? It's pretty disgusting. It's, uh, not, it's not as good. It really? It's not like the salty dis- deliciousness you want. You know what I mean? I know. Hot dogs, uncured hot dogs, fucking disgusting. Fucking disgusting. I've never had one of those. Oh, yeah. You, like, that's why people are like, oh, well, you can't have them. Like, I'd rather lose some of my... Because let's be honest. This day and age, I don't think we can afford to have seven or eight kids anymore. Like, you did them back in the day because you had a farm to take care of, and most likely three or four were going to die before the age of seven anyways, right? So you just had your, you like, you know, hedge your bets on having eight kids. Now, I think every American should eat multiple handfuls of bacon a day. <laughs> Just to keep the population down. I think well, it's you're the, right. You would be correct. That would actually be wise to do because it's basically natural birth control. Yeah, I mean, if it sits there and it makes it so like only like 10% of my swimmers work, awesome. This means it's going to take me 10 times to actually get one to work. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I, anyway. I mean, that's a huge thing, though. That killed your, um, your sperm count by like 28%. That's a lot if you're eating that on the regular. Yeah, but also, Sarah, there's like, think about it, okay? You have a room, all right? Yeah. Okay, and you have 10,000 people in this room, Mm -hmm. all right? Now, all of a sudden, you get rid of 28% of those people. 
still a fuck ton of people in there, Sarah. There's still a fuck ton of people. Well, take your Sammy's advice. Keep eating that meat. Yeah, keep eating that meat. That'll do it. Hey, how do you feel about this? Um, when you were growing up, do you think that your parents had you, like, overextended? I mean, were you in, like, all kinds of activities and sports all the time? And, you know, I know you were running for class president, all that stuff. I didn't so, run for class president. I thought you were, like, class president for no, a while. fuck no. Oh. Hell class senate? No. No. You give me shit, Sarah. I smoked so much weed. Why the In fuck? high school. In high school. Yes, Sarah. I didn't do any of that stuff. I was like part of this community service organization called Optimist International. And I did like stuff for them. But outside of that, that was like the only thing I did. Outside of that, I smoked weed, did the plays. Boom. Oh, okay. Well, you were in drama. Yeah. Was it a lot? Do you think your parents had you go- doing too many things? My parents would have rather had me at home not getting in trouble. <laughs> So, like, I was there doing that or, like, show choir. I always did, some, like, orchestra. I always did some, like, musical, music, entertaining, theater-based, whatever. That's always what I was involved in. So I would show up to school at 7 a.m. I wouldn't get back home till like, 7 p.m. most days. Well, there's some new studies out, new research that says simplifying a childhood or your child's childhood may protect against mental health issues. Do you believe this? That if kids actually do less, so now they're so overextended, right? They're in multiple sports every week, but they say if they literally just came home and were bored for three or four nights a week, it would actually help their mental health later in life. Do you yeah, believe that? Absolutely. I tell my cousin all the time that his nieces aren't, like, my nieces aren't bored enough. Like really? They just sit there and be bored. Like, I remember sitting there for two or three days knowing that my cousins weren't coming to visit Tunisia for two or three days. And I just had to sit there at my grandmother's house by myself. Right, and do nothing. You know, do nothing. All day, every day. And even then, like, my parents also never forced me to do events. You know what I mean? I always chose. Okay, But they didn't care to. if I wanted. They didn't care if I did nothing. They didn't care if I did everything. They were like, if you want to do it, fine. If you don't want to do it, fine. But I think there's a lot of, I have a lot of friends out there that now get super stressed about shit, but their parents forced them to be in like five or six activities. Well, where I did five or six activities, but that was on my own choosing. So I wasn't really stressed about it. You know what I mean? Well, this article goes on to say that more kids ages 8 to 12 years old are showing symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, these kids have not been like in a war or experienced what you would deem as child abuse, but they are jumpy, nervous, and hyper-vigilant, weary of anything novel or new. And they're saying that that's because the parents like force these kids to be Excel at school. They're in some kids are in very private elite schools and have to compete. Then they're busy trying to also do sports, be involved in other activities, and it's a snowball effect. Damn. I know. My kids aren't going to do anything, which would be great because I don't want to drive them around. You know, that's the thing. Like, I, I just see all these parents, like, every weekend they consumed. Oh my God, they drive the kids everywhere for soccer oh, games, what? tournaments, all this stuff. And the kids are like 10 years old, 12 Sarah, years old. You got to actually plan this better, okay? I think you can actually get around this with How? a simple move, okay? Sorry, Dan, this is going to involve you not being around anymore. But you got to find somebody, <laughs> right? Who is just like, I look at this. Remember how you dated that old man for a while? Yeah. Okay, and he had some kids, right? Mm-hmm. They were a little bit younger. Think about it, Sarah. At this point, those kids would be driving age. So you would have chauffeurs to oh, take around nice. your kids, but luckily you don't have to worry because it's like, well, that's my husband's kids, not really my kids. They're just my chauffeurs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you could have them drive around here. So you got to find someone who is, ha- you know, you got to get married to someone like, you know, so that way their kid is, let's say, five, six, maybe okay. seven, you know? So that way, fast forward 10 years when your kid starts doing all these events and stuff. 
boom, they got a car and they can drive them around. That would help? Yeah. Uh, They also say, how about this? Did your parents shelter you from this stuff? But they say that parents also uh, put unnecessary stress on kids at the dinner table. I'm talking to seven-year-olds about global warming. More and more parents see their kids as being incredibly smart and they want them to be worldly. So instead of just letting them chill out, they're trying to engage with them on world topics and complexities of life. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to throw this out there that I actually saw, like, there was, I've seen numerous posts from this one lady of her kid at, like, Hillary Clinton campaign events, and her kid's, like, six, seven Uh, years old, right? Okay. And she's always in a Hillary shirt, always doing this. I consider that to be child abuse. Like, straight up. Like, straight up. Okay? Kids should not have any say in politics. When it comes down, when you're voting in your first grade, when they have, like, when they ask you, who do you want to vote for president, you should literally be picking based on who looks the funniest or who you think looks nicest or whatever stupid thing you have as a kid. Not because you know that this president's going to get rid of abortion rights. By the way, do you know that you are an aborted child? Like, no. That's fucked up. Like, and there's, like, I think that parents that get their little kids, like, you know, seven years old. Seven years, years old involved old. in politics. That's 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 like sitting there and having your seven year old watch porno, in my opinion. <laughs> wow. Like it is. Like it's just out there. It's like, okay, well, I get it. Yeah, they're going to have to know about it sooner or later. And it's not really that bad of an issue. It's not really that, you know, it's just sex, like whatever. But still, seven years old. Couldn't you have waited a little bit longer? Uh, well, that's what they're saying. If you want to check out this complete article, it's raisedgood.com. You can you can get the details. I want to get my mom on the phone to talk about this fugitive that was living on her property for three weeks in Maine and how I think she, she did didn't the right thing. It. I think she did the right thing. The right thing. She didn't even notice. The police showed up at her neighbor's house and they were undercover cops. There's her mobile number, and they're the ones who are like, "Hey, you know, this guy is living on your property." Yeah, and. I would have been like, so? What's up with that? I said to my mom, didn't you like go for a walk around the property or like anything? I mean, it's not like it's fall. There are no leaves on the trees. You should be able to see right through. You didn't see the guy parked out there in his truck? Why would you see it, With the generator fired up? Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. Well, even if it was like on the border, I understand how maybe she would have thought it was like the neighbor's friends. Well, that's what I wonder, too. If maybe she thought they were Cheryl's friends. That's her neighbor. Cheryl and Peters. All right, Mom, pick up. Come on. Lish? Come on, Lish. Lish the dish? Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Try her again. Lish, two, zero, seven, six, Oh, I should probably hang zero, up. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh is she calling? No, oh, no, that oh, oh. was her phone, phone number. number. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me text her. Oh, I'll call again. What the hell? Yeah, call her again. The hell, Lish? Okay. I think I told her maybe earlier. Might be why. Well, she be out with her girlfriend. If she's out with the girls, we can always call her, you know, next week, I guess. Get the, get the scoop on the... Because I got some stories I want to talk about. You do? Yeah. We're going to have to, I guess. And and this is, if anything, it's going to be a Sammy rant of of the ages. Really? Yeah, it'll be a good one. All right, good. It'll be a good one. We need a good Sammy rant. All right, well, forget it. I texted her, so we'll see if she she texts us back. Nothing. Okay, uh, we need a good Sammy rant before we hit our Tinderella story. So what's going on? What do you want to rant about? I'm going to finally do it. I know what you guys think, and I'm going to finally do my rant against the blogger. Okay? Okay? The fake journalist, all right? The person that sits there and has their boyfriend take a few pictures of them, 
posts them on Instagram every this is few days. Sounding like me, go and on. And then sounding almost goes, "Look at me, though. I'm a blogger. Okay. Okay. I am finally good. This is it. Finally, the tipping. The 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 you know. Oh, the scale this would has be good. Tipped. What happened? The scale has tipped, and here's why. Right. And it's an article, and all I had to do was read the headlines. Okay. The headline. Are semen smoothies the world's next health craze? Okay? That was when it finally tipped the fucking, tipped the goddamn cup over for me. Now it's spilled everywhere. All right? You goddamn bloggers. All right? I'm gonna this that. a blogger? This is a fucking blog. It's from Uproxx. Of course it's not. A, it's a blogger, Sarah. Okay? And now they're sitting there because some bloggers think it's funny and they go for likes and they do stuff like that. And the problem is, though, these other bloggers are so dumb. Like, have you ever been to a blogger's website, Sarah? Have you ever? Like, well, yeah, I have a blog. Go to a fashion, go to a fashion blogger's thing and go look at, like, their right. likes, okay? And scroll through their likes and all their comments. You're like, God, they get a lot. Yeah. They get a lot. But then when you actually click, you realize it's all from other fashion bloggers. <laughs> Do you understand what that is? That's like me taking my arms, reaching around, and then trying to jerk myself off from underneath. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's still my own hand. All right? I haven't done anything different. It's not like I'm, yeah, exactly. Oh, just wow. like that. Just That's like, actually possible. You just sit there and you just reach under like that. Has yeah. anyone ever tried to jerk off like that? That's amazing. It's tough. It's tough. Oh, um, but anyways, ow. the whole idea is, see, that's why it hurts your lower yeah, back. Yeah, we have my lower back on. Yeah. Okay, this whole idea and this thing. Wow. And they're trying to say, like, oh, but look at this and all the health benefits and people are doing it. No, 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 no. one is actually doing this. There are no health benefits. No one's to, having a semen smoothie. No one is. Okay, these are stupid bloggers. They're just trying oh. to do an article, and it's just all being passed around like this. Okay? Okay. That's it. All right. I finally hit the tipping scale. Okay? That is not a news story. It's Guess a semi rant. You're going to... I'm just saying that I would have had a lot of skinnier ex-girlfriends right there, okay? So, wait, I don't understand. What was in this semen smoothie, aside from the obvious? But what else were you supposed to put in it? Like, are you mixing it with peanut butter and protein, or what? Well, what they or did, was that the protein? Oh, well, I guess that was a protein in there. You know, it tastes really good, depending on what my friend has been eating my, uh, I, you know. My friend. <laughs> my friend has been eating. Uh, they think it's strange, but yeah, all joking aside, they literally will sit there and they say it's an awesome product. So people need to stop being ridiculous about it. There's very natural, there's very good, nat- I mean, natural what? Health aspects of it. Ugh. Ugh. So like, for instance, they say it can also, because you'll actually take the smoothie, they'll mix that with, you know, some ice, some <laughs> juice, some whatever, that it actually will keep you from getting sick. Um, you can mix, like, with, you know, fruit, seeds, coconut, or almond milk, which I don't know why you try to oh, add more milk to it, but... Gross. I mean, if you want to... you think this is all just a blogger This is thing all just clicks. blogger bullshit, because here's the thing, is it all stemmed from a mom blog who sat there and started talking about how, yeah, look at me, and I do this because of these semen drinks. No, no, you may drink semen because you're out of your fucking mind, okay? <laughs> that is not why you're so skinny and why you're so successful. That has nothing to do with it, all right? It's a Sammy rant. Ugh, anyways. We were supposed to have sounders and playoff music for you, but Teddy Beats is, I don't know, gone on strike, Ooh, I guess. You're calling his ass out. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I'm just wondering where he is. Wow. Uh, before we get to the Tinderellas, when's the last time you've been in a meeting and did you ever feel like you weren't really prepared or maybe not adequate for that meeting and you thought to yourself, God, I wish I had some tricks to look smarter right now? Uh, no, because usually I walk in the meeting, I'm like, 
fuck, these people aren't prepared, they're not adequate right now. I'm the guy that's judging everyone else usually in the meeting. I know. And then usually, like, at some point, if they don't have money to drop, then you disengage and uh, you start Snapchatting. Boom, bust out my phone, I do the move. And chewing his nails, yep. which is really Or I, my favorite thing to do now is, like, especially if it's a spinny chair, I actually spin so that my back almost goes to them, and then I'll spin back over, but never give them, like, my full body anymore. But, like, I spin so that way they realize, like, I'm not really into them anymore. I mean, one of my best moments was we went to, when we first launched the podcast, we had somebody potentially interested in partnering, but they didn't have any sales ad revenue money. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the meeting, mm-hmm. and when she said that, Sammy literally Boom, busted out my phone. phone and started chewing his nails. I was like, oh, my God, this is... And aren't you glad I did it, Sarah? Yeah, well, we've never heard from her since. Yeah, well, guess what? We didn't need to hear from her since. Here are the five ways that you can appear smarter in a meeting. Um, draw a Venn diagram. Doesn't matter what's in your Venn diagram, but immediately people will think that you have a grasp of the issues and the ideas. So just draw two Venn diagrams, put the two basic topics in there. Would you do that? So like our Venn diagram, like you'd be like, Sammy, well, I think for our show, it should be this. It would literally be a Venn diagram, but you would have inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Entertaining. Uh-huh. We're trying to get right in the middle there, Sammy. Right, right. That would be how you could trick I would people. Call you, I'd call you out on that BS. <laughs> I would totally call you I out on that. I could never do this. But they say if you can instantly translate percentages into fractions, boom, you'll automatically look smarter in the meeting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if someone says about 25% of all users click one on four. this button. Exactly. If you if you break it down into one and four, people on, automatically start throwing them at me. Start throwing them at me, Sarah. I'm probably pretty good at this. I don't know. 30% of all uh, women... So, 30%, Sarah, three-tenths. That's yeah. the one you're going to give me is 30%. That's the easiest thing ever. I thought you'd at least give me like, you know, 87 and a half. Seven-eighths? And you're fooling me. Look, I think you're smarter in this meeting already. No. Yeah, 87 and a half. Seven-eighths. They say non-continuously while pretending to take notes. That's number three on the list of how to appear smarter at a meeting. Uh, number four is repeat the last thing the engineer said about, but said, but very, very slowly. So emphasize it. After an engineer, I guess this is just specifically the engineer, utters his divine words, chime in with, let me just repeat that for everyone and repeat exactly what they said very, very slowly. Now his brilliance has been transferred to you and everyone else in the meeting. You agree with that? Oh, so when I'm at a meeting, I should sit there and take (laughs) what you just said and then repeat it a little bit slower, Uh but make sure that I put a lot of really good emphasis on the important parts. Yep. And that way everyone will assume that this is actually my idea and not yours. Exactly. That's fantastic. I think it just worked for the audience, actually. It did. It it did. did. They all. And they say, lastly, ask Will this scale, no matter what it is? No one even really knows what that means, but it's a good catch-all question that generally applies and drives engineers nuts as well as other employees. Will this scale? Will this scale, though? So, and, and they can that can refer to it, your audience or anything. Will this scale to our audience? So, Sarah, I know we've been talking about doing this TV show, but will it scale? Yeah, I think it 100% will scale. Will it scale? Let me just repeat that. Will this scale? Will this scale? Just trying to take your joke. That's good. That was good. That was good. You used the right emphasis, and you repeated what I said. So now everyone thinks it's your idea again. I'm just trying to take the power back. How much time? I've completely lost track. We've been on rants and raids and, you know, getting ready to accept the next president will probably be Kanye West. I mean, I can't even keep up. Did you hear that people are already begging money? Yes, begging him. No, no. I think it's real. I think he'll... I think Kanye completely now has a chance for real. Kim I mean, Kardashian yeah. totally. I think they could be first lady. Kim yeah. Kardashian would act. I think. See, I see Kim Kardashian being president and Kanye being the first lady. 
Yeah, I don't, I think all of that combination is possible. Nothing so, is impossible now. Uh, we're at 43, sir. So like time. Oh, perfect. Oh, we've got some time to do some other stories. I always mm-hmm. get panicked. I never know what to do. Um, also, you know, a lot of people, like we, we've talked about, have been depressed about this, but there were four big wins for diversity. Did you read about that? Yes, I did. I know. A lot of good... Um, First Indian American yeah. Congresswoman, senator, female senator, right? Nevada, former Nevada Attorney General Catherine Cortez Masto, 52, won a competitive race to take retiring Senator Harry Rizzi, becoming the first Latina in the U.S. Senate. There you go. There's a big one. California, Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris became the first black senator from California. Oregon became the first U.S. state to elect an openly gay governor, Democrat Kate Brown. Uh, so there you go. That was big. Uh, Minnesota. I think I'm going to say her name wrong. Uh, Ilhan Omar, 34, also a Democrat, was elected as a state representative in Minnesota, making her the first Somali-American legislator in the U.S. So there's some good things. Boom. I know. Those are big victories. Give them hell. You were right, by the way, about the top restaurants in D.C. Yeah? What did I say about them? What was right about them? Well, you keep telling me to go to this pizza place called Timber, which I did not take your advice. Yeah, and what? Did it finally... Mm -hmm. Oh, was it? Yeah, there's a new um, list out. Well, this is, by the way, from Eater about some top restaurants that you should be eating at in the D.C. area right now. A lot of you listen to us. You're not in D.C., but if you come here... Oh, sorry. Thrillist. Thank you. I thought I saw... Eat, eat Seeker. Eat, uh, yeah, Eat Seeker. Um, from Thrillist about where you should be eating right now in D.C. And by the way, Kirisan, which I've been to, and Sammy is cool enough to work there. Uh-huh. That also makes the list. Bam. Um, there's 25, but I'll give you the top 10 that they say you can get into. Um, number 10 on the list was the Dabney. Never the Dabney's any, pretty any rad. Yeah, it's really good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a great date night spot. My friends love that shit. Okay. Uh, the Dabney, they say, is good. Number nine on the list was Timber Pizza Company that Sammy's been raving about. Tells me to go Timber's to so there. good. I literally tried to leave this party I was at last night early just to get the Timber before they closed, and I missed them. Really? Yeah. Where is that, by the way? Where is that located? It's like on Upshur and... Um, like Georgia? It? It's Petworth. Petworth. Oh, in Petworth. Okay. Um, Tail Up Goat. Tail Adams Up Goat. That's right, right by my old place. The place is fantastic as well. Rose's Luxury. I have been there. Long line. Yeah. Uh, Pineapple and Pearl. That'll set you back 250 person. All yeah. inclusive per person. You may want to skip that one. Kirisan, though, number five on the list. Woo, woo. It's a hot spot. Kinship. 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 Pretty been. awesome, That yeah. looks amazing. Uh, number three, Espita. Espita Mescalaria. Mescalaria. Yeah, shout out to Megan Barnes and the whole crew there. Oh, my God. That's that fantastic. Sounds... You've never been there before? No, but I love Mexican. Oh, you know, it's my favorite. It's a mezcal place, Sarah. It's like not even the, like the drinks are phenomenal there. Really? Yeah, right, really, really okay, good. Okay, that's on my list right now. Uh, Bad Saint is number two. Tried to get in there, but massive line. And number one is All Purpose, which I did go to. Which All Purpose was good. I would it's say good. It's not number one. I don't know. People are all up in that shit. I don't know why. They must be giving out free food to Here's people. Here's my review on the all-purpose. The apps, eh, they were okay. They were, like, mediocre. The pizza was really good. I really enjoyed the pizza. And the desserts were phenomenal. Yeah. So maybe they saved the best for last. Maybe. Um, all right. Here, let me... I want to do some Tinderellas. Do you have our little sounder? Do you want the Tinderella sounder? Yeah. yeah. Tinderella. Let's do it. Deep thoughts from the Tinderellas. So what we do is once a month... We try to do it at the first of the month. We either read the best Tinder profiles for either the fellas or the Tinderellas that you guys send us. You can tweet them to us at HeyPhrase. You can email them to this to us, Sarah at HeyPhrase.com or 
Sammy K. S A M Y K at HeyFresh.com. Well, here's my question. It can be Bumble happening. It can be any profile that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, did we get any listeners send us your uh, brother's profile from this week when he was in town? What was his? I mean, your brother was on Tinder swiping. I just want to know, did he get it, though? (laughs) I mean, I don't know if your niece listens, so you probably don't want to admit if she's listening, but did daddy get some? (laughs) I don't think he did. Uh You know, because he always, like, every time he comes down here, he gets on Tinder or Bumble and he, Mm -hmm. like, swipes and swipes, but he never meets up with them. And I'm like, Seth, you got. Like, you you got to actually go out. meet with them. Yeah, yeah. you got to go out and meet them. All right. Well, um, here's Samantha, 21. She was currently seven miles away. What's up, Samantha? Standing tall at five two. I want to do adult things with you. Whispers taxes. Panting softly, pay the mortgage. <clears throat> Moans. Make sure we turn off the lights. Our utility bill was fucking three hundred dollars this month. She's 21. She sounds like she's fucking 80. Like, who the hell worries about that shit at 21? Swipe left. I'd swipe right. Uh, Lauren, 23, about Lauren. Guess what? I have flaws. What are they? Oh, I don't know. I sing in the shower. Sometimes I spend too much time volunteering. Occasionally I hit somebody with my car. Okay. That seems like someone you would date. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like someone, yeah, especially because she probably would have hit me with her car. <laughs> I feel like smart but with crazy is a little bit. That's my style that right is there. Your style. Like, that's why I'm always, like, I'm always waiting. Like, whenever I start to like a girl, I go, well, I clearly like her, and I know what my particular, like, choices are in life. So they're always smart. I go, I know she's smart. I know she's good looking. I'm just waiting for that crazy to come out. Like, I know it's there. I know it's inside you somewhere, and I'm just waiting for it to come out. <laughs> I know you can sometimes attract I have a, them. Like, Although I feel like you've turned over a new leaf. Are you fucking kidding me? No way. I'm still... I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say anything about my current relationship, but I'm just telling you. I'm just waiting for it. I feel like I'm going to get it sooner or later. That's why I'm, like, treading so slightly about this whole snoring thing. How about Addy24? I take hot showers because I like practicing burning in hell. Amen to that. <laughs> Hey, man, okay, I would swipe the fuck right on that one. That's awesome. Another crazy chick. How about Jenna, 21? We'll end with this. Okay. This, again, I feel like all these women could be yours. I'll suck a fart out of your ass like it's my last cigarette, baby. Oh, my God. That is so gross. I am in love. Oh, my God. Really? I am I am officially that is in love. So, oh. If a girl came to me and no joke whispered to me like I will suck a fart out of your ass like it's my last cigarette. <laughs> I would just sit there in such shock and awe that I'd be like one knee down be like will you take me this pathetic man to be your amazing oh my god. How disturbing is that? Oh my god. What how's that disturbing, Sarah? <laughs> First of all, I don't even know, and I just feel like oh, well, because you're envi- you're visualizing her like just going mouth to butthole. That's the thing, Sarah. Use a straw. Oh, okay. You use a straw when you do. Something I heard you like fart that. yesterday. Heard the improv, and I was just like, oh my god, and oh, just dude. the visual of someone sucking that out. That was what you call a depression. Uh, that was a depression leak. A de- <laughs> okay, that was just after the rough night I had and drinking till five in the morning oh. and then coming here and not being able to even like focus or function. I finally was like, you know what, guys, I got to do this to feel better. God, that was gross. Uh, anyway, if you have a great Tinder profile, like I mentioned, you can always send it to us, Sarah at com. Also, by the way, Sammy and I, you can um, book us for your holiday party and hosting. We do host together. Oh, um, you just talked about me farting on stage and you think people are going to want to hire us to host our <laughs> holiday party? Sarah, segues, man. Segues, okay? You just talked about me ripping stank, stanky ass and then us like, and you're like, oh, by the way, invite us to your holiday party. Why? Pay everybody 
farts. Everybody knows that people know what we're about now. That's what we do. We have we juxtapose odd things on this show. Okay, so it's totally fine here. Just pause it for a few minutes. <laughs> And then come back in. If you're looking for a fabulous holiday host, and let us tell you, hosts make or break your event. You need to book us. Uh-huh. Just book admin at hayfrage.com. We would love to host your next event. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a Muslim, so I'm really fucking free during that yeah. time. No, first of all, we're really not free. Be, yeah, you're super free. I got nothing going on. You got a Christmas Eve party? He's available. I'm there. I got yeah. nothing else going on. That's a thing. And honestly, stop having boring parties. We want to party it up with you. Admin at hayfrage.com uh-huh. for all our rates, our availability, all that stuff. Uh, and we want to be at your next event. It'll be amazing. You want people there? You want to make a splash? You want to raise money? No, stop doing it the boring way. Yeah, do Stop it the, doing it the DC way. Do it the Hey Fraze way. Do it the Hey Fraze yeah, way. Yeah, sit there and have us. Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. enough of a segue? That was good. I think that people good. forgot about the fart. That was not. You just <laughs> brought it up again. You just bye. brought it Bye. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.